The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Tyson Stockton. Hey, what's going on? My name is Tyson Stockton from previsible.io and joining me today is Donna Donahue, who is the search engine optimization specialist at Entila Scientific. Entila Scientific is a leading provider of innovative scientific solutions for various industries. Yesterday, Donna and I talked about local SEO versus enterprise e-commerce SEO. And today we're going to be continuing the conversation and diving into building relationships with developers and C-level management. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right. Here's my conversation with Donna Donahue, Search Engine Optimization Specialist at Intelia Scientific. Donna, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Excellent. So we, we had a little bit of a cliffhanger in the last episode, kind of teasing into the subject. and. We also talked about, you know, the balance, right brain, left brain with it, the analytics side, the art side. And I think the relationship building aspect of SEO is such a critical piece because we are working with such a diverse stakeholder groups from creatives, analytic people, entry-level positions, all the way up to C-level management. And I like that we kind of highlight here these kind of like two groups, because I feel like they are probably more of the common groups that people 
might be challenged to build the relationships on. But I think a real successful SEO, especially at the enterprise level, it's so critical to be able to develop the relationships and that ultimately, even though it does take additional effort and work, is something that can really, really help ensure that you're going to be successful and it's really required to be successful in our field. So maybe like before we dive into these specific kind of groups, how do you view and how do you like, how would you characterize the importance of building relationships with the different stakeholders on SEO? Well, I feel that it's extremely important because SEO is probably one of the hardest channels to prove ROI because it is not tangible. You can't reach out and touch it. You can't, like with PPC, you can say, I spend this amount of money and I will get this amount of leads, you know, if the math all works out. But SEO, it's not, you know, this is why it's a big joke in our community. It's like, what's the answer to this? Well, it depends. And I personally don't like that response because it always depends on something. So I do believe that it is imperative that people do understand that there is intrinsic value into investing in SEO. And depending upon who you're speaking to, you have to know how to tailor that conversation to the person that you're speaking to. And no two are alike. I've had really good success in my career in in building those relationships and explaining why why what we do is important. Absolutely. And I think you hit on a really key element about starting with understanding and knowing the audience or who you're talking to on the side. And I think this can be applied to any combination of stakeholder groups. And even within each of those groups, there's going to be variants. But I think one of the most important aspects is that initial just understanding, knowing where they're at in familiarity, uh, knowledge around SEO, experience around it, and then being able to tailor that custom message towards them. When you first start to build like a new relationship, what do you use as kind of like your initial starting points? Like, are you asking more questions? Are you doing research on the individual? Like, what kind of tips would you have for someone that's maybe new to an organization and they don't have that historical relationship and they're kind of like just getting started? Bring bagels. (laughs) Bagels, not donuts, huh? Bagels to the developers. They love bagels. (laughs) I think just... Sitting back and getting a lay of the land, finding out the different. I, I'm a big jokester, right? I'm I'm not a, I'm not particularly silly per se, but I am. I've got a a dry sense of humor, and it's often missed by a lot of people. And so I had to learn that, you know, developers don't always get my sense of humor, and so you know, I encounter a lot of blank stares. <laughs> I had to learn how to like, okay, I think I'm hilarious. They are questioning whether I'm insane or not. So I think it's just to have like, you know, conversations and ask a lot of questions and have a solution ready, knowing who you're, who you're working with 
and don't just go to them with a problem. Go to them with a solution and let them tell you why it will or won't work and then find that happy medium because I have found that most of the time I have experienced that they will say no and then I have to go into help me understand why the answer is no Mm -hmm. and then be willing to be patient and wait for that developer, for example, to ruminate over that question that I have asked. And I would say 98% of the time, they'll come back to me and say, you know, I've, ha- I've thought about this. It's not unreasonable. And how can we work together to accomplish this? And the other thing also is I'm, I'm very aware that all of our SEO stuff that we want to put onto the site hampers site performance, right? So if you were to strip out all of the third-party stuff that we put in the back end of a site and just turn it all off, well, the code operates a lot cleaner. That's that's a fact. You can do, you know, rudimentary SEO 101 and go do a lighthouse report on anything and you say it's like, you know, reduce your use of third-party code and you go and look and see what that third-party installation is and it's Google's stuff that they make us use. You know, they make us use tag management, they make us use Google Analytics and they make us use these types of things. And those are the things that Google themselves are telling us, turn this off. Well, clearly we, if we want to analyze the site, we can't turn it off, right? So, but it is going to slow down the site. So when I'm working with developers, I'm, I'm very well aware that the things that I'm asking of them can wreak havoc on what they're trying to accomplish. And they're trying to accomplish a fast, efficient site. And sometimes we're not sensitive to that. And I, I think that we need to be. I think that SEOs can stand to be a little more understanding of, you know, and, and we also don't, we can be understanding of what they're doing, but I don't think we honestly know how much work they're they're actually doing, right? And they probably, you know, the reverse of that is they don't actually know how much work we're doing. And the reality is both teams are doing a lot, but because we're not in their shoes, it seems to us like, well, what are those developers doing? Are they just sitting around eating bagels and drinking coffee? You know, and we know the reality is that that's not what they're doing. We just want what we want and we want it now because, you know, ultimately it falls to the SEO for site performance, you know, getting traffic to the site. So I think I think it's really important. Absolutely. And I think that context setting and understanding whether it's challenges, what's going into the request, I think that general concept of just the understanding that needs to happen when you're working with one of these groups is the best starting point for it. Specifically to the developers, what tips would you have to build the relationships? I would say to be very collaborative with them, help them understand that we're working with them and not against them and that our end goal is the same. I remember when I was at U-Haul that I 
did a lunch and learn about uh, what we call money pages versus non-money pages. And this is where I kind of started to see that I needed to build um, a relationship with developers because they simply just didn't understand what they didn't understand when it comes to organic search. And for this particular example, I'm going to use U-Haul as the example. So on every corner is a U-Haul rental location, right? And some of those URLs are in Google's index and some of those URLs are not in Google's index. Doesn't mean that the customer can't get to that location, but they would get it through just by going to like uhaul.com and then using the filters within, within uhaul.com. But that URL is not going to be found in an organic search because it hasn't been crawled. It hasn't been found. Google doesn't know that it exists. So what I did was I put together a study that I showed, here are the pages that are in Google's index. This much traffic led to this many rentals, led to this amount of dollars. And at the same time, you have this one URL for this location that's in the similar in a similar area, not in Google's index, not being found organically. And so therefore, it has no traffic. So therefore, organically, it's not generating any revenue. And it was hard um, to get to help that understanding because people can get to there because that site generates revenue. It does generate revenue, but it comes from a direct path and not from the organic path. The number of developers that I had email me after that saying, we would like to understand more. That was the beginning to a really good working relationship with those developers because then they understood the importance of all of those pages or at least as many as humanly possible getting into Google's index. And once I was able to show that in something that was understandable, that that is why I work to do what I do, then they were like, okay, we, we get it now. It's about revenue. And I was like, well, that was kind of cool. <laughs> I no longer got the what does SEO want now <laughs> after that. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. 
For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. That's such an important lesson. I like about that too, that it, I, I think education and just general awareness can be such an effective tool in this lens. And so like in your example with the lunch and learn, I think there's a variety of mediums that can facilitate that. But I think that reaching that understanding, not just from like our side, but also their side can be so constructive on this. And I think especially with like developer groups, sometimes also approaching it with the context of this is why this is an issue. This is a potential solution, but then also leaving the space for other new ideas or other ways to also achieve a similar thing. And I think that sometimes I've seen if we're, you have to have that balance of being specific enough that your ticket's not going to be deemed as unquantifiable or not defined enough to be picked up into a sprint, but also in a way that you're leaning on the expertise of the developers, you're leaning on them to also help come with more effective solutions sometimes to the problems. And if it's something like updating a meta description or H1, like, okay, it's pretty cut and dry. But even if we went back, you know, a topic from yesterday of, you know, looking at different ways of potentially blocking unwanted pages in the index, there's a bunch of different solutions within that. And so I think giving the context to the problem is oftentimes, and in my experience, the way that a lot of developers think or the way that they work, I've had better luck with that, like giving the context, giving the explanation of not just why it's important, but why it could be causing an issue. And then that tends to lean towards more buy-in or collaboration that may not exist if it's something that's just very, very cut and dry and not having that awareness of how big of a request is this that I'm making? Like, is this an epic? Is it a one sprint ticket that can be done? And I think like to your points, it just comes back to that, like that understanding and awareness piece, which allows you to build the relationship. And then next time you have a piece, you're not kind of starting from square one, you're building off something and kind of progressing from that. Right. Maybe kind of shifting Because I would say like these two groups, developers, C-level management, very, very different (laughs) profiles of individuals. I would also say most of the times I'm not going to approach it in the same way between it. But what would you call out as being some of the larger differences or what are some unique elements to that C-suite group of stakeholders that's worth noting to other SEOs? They don't want you to take them on the scenic route. And they, quite frankly, they don't have time for that. So it goes back to being very aware of who it is. that These are busy, busy people. And they're very often um, responsible to uh, boards and for revenue for an organization. And so the quicker you can get to what you're trying to present to them, without talking down to them and also not assuming that they know what you're talking about. Uh, I remember when I first started in digital marketing and 
I was sitting around listening to ROI, CTR, and any other acronym you could possibly know. And I was too embarrassed to ask because, you know, I'm starting out in digital marketing. I, I should know what click-through rate means and how, how you get that equation, right? So I try to um, speak about it in that um, I will always preface a conversation with, if I'm speaking too high level, let me know, because I just assume everybody knows what I know, which is a, a very poor assumption on my part. And so I try to go into that relationship with the um, idea that they probably don't know much. They don't need to know much. They just need to know that they have trust in me as the subject matter expert for their organization to do that. But sometimes requests will be made from that from that level that you know sound good, but in reality are not not good practice or, or not able to do or just won't reap the results that they think that it will. And I'm not speaking about any one organization in particular. I'm talking about, you know, in my experience of the different people that I've had to deal with over the number of years that I've been doing SEO, that seems to be a common thread. And don't bog them down with reams and reams of data. You know, it's like, well... Here's my here's my data dump from Google Search Console, and you know we're ranking the first place position for all of these keywords. They don't know, they don't care, and you know understand what they do and don't care about. They just want to know. And some are very hands on and very very digitally savvy. And some people want to come sit at your desk and know all of the. I had a director that loved to sit down and talk and he's gone to conferences with me and, and, and we still stay in contact to this day and chat SEO. I was like, why don't you let the SEO team handle this? Like, cause I can't, I love it too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good sign though. But it, it's a good, it's a good illustration too, that it's, it's still starting with that same frame point where it's it's starting with understanding those individuals and understanding like how far into the weeds. And I think it's also, you know, I would say true nine times out of 10 that an executive's not going to want to go through just layer after layer after layer of data. And I think that understanding of like, what's important to the business, what's the business strategy. And I think like one area that sometimes I've seen SEOs Kind of shy away from a little bit is building the business cases because there are factors that maybe are not controllable within it. And so then saying, well, this is going to be the impact exactly of this initiative. And even though it's an area of potential like uncomfort, any part of the business that's doing those business cases is making assumptions. They may be different type of assumptions, but everyone has to make assumptions. And most of the time in the executive conversations that I've been in, it's more of that there is a logical justification or like you can back up the numbers. You don't have to always go through all the details of that, but give a high level of how you got to the numbers and then give the numbers. And if there are key assumptions, call them out. But it's like, that's always, that's part of it. And you can take any aspect 
of business. And there's always going to be those assumptions that need to be made. It's more of that you have a linear kind of train of thought justification for those that then can allow them to understand, all right, this is how you got here. Now, what's the solution in having, and you mentioned it early in the conversation, but having a solution to it. This is the issue. This is the opportunity. This is a way forward. And I think most of the time, the first parts of it is more of a a checkpoint, like, yep, we're on the same page. We're doing it. And then majority of that conversation tends to be more in that solution or requirement or what's needed to achieve the objective. Right. I I agree. I have not had the uh, the uh, pleasure of working with the sea level management of where I'm at now. Yet, I would imagine that someday I will be in that position. But for for right now, I'm working really closely with developers. But I did work very closely with the sea level at uh, U-Haul. And that was uh, a lot of stakeholders there. Yeah. And maybe to to close out kind of the episode, for you personally, of these two stakeholder groups, which one is the easier one for you to work with and what's the more challenging one? Oh, wow. That's, I enjoy working with both. I like people to understand what it is that I'm doing. So I, I enjoy working with the C-level, but I would say that, the developer relationship was one that I probably enjoy more because it's more pertinent to, to what I actually do because I can work with them to develop solutions and I value their input into what it is that I'm trying. And I learn from them and hopefully they learn from me. Uh, the more challenging one is probably the sea level mm. Um because of my earlier statement that SEO is not a tangible item in the physical sense. It is very tangible in that it is very, very much needed. And as Google continues to change things and even how paid search is changing rapidly, SEO is is such an undervalued channel. So uh, it is challenging to help people understand why you should invest in SEO, why, why it's important to not only invest in people, but also the tools to help them do their jobs more efficiently. Anybody, any SEO worth their salt can do things old school way that takes 10 times you know, longer. <laughs> you know, I can do keywords research with nothing more than a web browser. <laughs> right and come up with some some good stuff but why <laughs> i mean i still do rely on that some but it's definitely not it's going to take me a little bit longer and so i think that that's the challenge is helping them understand the value that we bring to the table and that's not to say that i want to be in front of the table being seen otherwise i wouldn't be doing what i do that's the most challenging. The easiest to work with our developers, most challenging, the C-level. But having said that, I don't, I don't find it an uncomfortable challenge. It's just different. I've never had the thought as like, oh, do I have to do this? Do I have to go to this meeting? Do I have, it's not, I always feel like I get to 
because it's my moment to to shine and really kind of speak for all of us, right? Because someday I'm going to retire and I would like to set the path moving forward for the person who might come in behind me and know that this is something that we really value and not just where I'm at now, not the company I was at before, not you all, just any any company. And so I think as digital marketing grows because it's a fairly it's a fairly new concept. It's not that old. I think the the more we get into it and the more that we learn, I think that executives are understanding the need for it and they want to know more. They want to understand it. They've never needed to rely on it and I think that they really are starting to understand you know, how much value can it bring? It's like you put yourself in the position like you're a CEO at this company and you employ an SEO team and you also employ a sales team. You know, what makes better sense that somebody Google searches something or searches through Bing and comes across this product that they're looking to buy and they pick up the phone or send an email and say, I want to buy this product. Or do they want these leads that come in that a salesperson is going to spend a few hours on the phone, you know, trying to sell this product to someone, whereas, you know, which, which one of those is the easier sale, the person who finds what they want on the web and then puts it in their cart and checks out, or the person who's waiting by the phone for somebody to call them and say, I have this thing I want to sell you, this washer, this dryer, whatever. So I'm I'm encouraged with the path going forward. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I think it is really encouraging and being in the industry for a while. Like I feel like we are at a stage where there is much better awareness, not just from the executive group, but also from the other cross-functional teams. And so I think it is a good time for people to be coming in. There is already that kind of awareness. And then it's also a great opportunity for each of us to be continuing to progress that across the board. And so with that, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you again, Donna Donahue from Intelia Scientific for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Donna, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in the show notes, or you can contact her on Twitter, where her handle is at CelticBellaAZ, or you can visit her company's website at Intelia.com. Okay. Thanks to Tyson Stockton, our guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Tyson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Tyson underscore Stockton. Or if your team is interested in SEO consulting or organizational education, you can always head to their company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs. 
because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to voicesofsearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data.